0: You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldweg, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Bishemesh, Israel, 5783-2023. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Kisisa, and in our Parsha, the Torah tells us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu informs Moshe Rabbeinu, who is it, who is going to be the chosen one, will oversee the construction of the Mishkan of the tabernacle, Vayidav Hashem, the Pesach says in chapter 31, verses 1 and 2, God speaks and He says, Re'e karas v'yashem see, that I have called in the name of Betzala. Now I want to point out from the onset, Re'e, the word Re'e means to see. Now, in the deeper sources, we find the concept of seeing in relationship to Chachma, which means wisdom, which means general wisdom. And we'll see... What is the interplay between general wisdom and Bina? Bina is intuition, which is related to hearing, and which is related to speech. The difference between sight and speech, we've spoke, spoken about many times. When you see something, you see a great picture, you see it all at once. You see, though, Chachma and sight have to do with a general concept of wisdom. Bina, however, intuition means, maven <laughs> davar You understand the Hashlachot. You understand the ramifications. You understand how this applies in a place that it wasn't stated explicitly. Seeing is believing. Right? But intuiting, intuiting, understanding things through intuition, is another type of wisdom. It's not something that's stated explicitly. It's something that you understand. Once you understand the concept, you can understand how to apply the concept. That's Bina. So, Re'e Karasi B'Shem The verse uses both aspects. Re'e means to See. But Karasi I have called Bisham in the name. Karasi, calling has to do with speech. I've called it the name of Btzalil. Okay, and we see that Btzalil is endowed with chachma and bina, as we'll see at the very end of this midrash. But let's learn this all together. There's a few different concepts that are interrelated. The midrash uses. The midrash teaches. <laughs> This is how Rabbi Tanchuma bar Aba explained this concept. Ezra, he brings a pasuk in Eiv, in Job, chapter 28, verse 27. Ezra, the verse tells us that God saw and he spoke out, he told a story, he prepared, he researched. Okay? We have to know what these ideas mean. What does it mean in regar- regards to God that God researches, that God tells stories, that God prepares, God sees. There's a seeing once again over here in this pasuk. We see there's a seeing as raah vayasapra. There's a seeing. There's an, a, a great, a great wisdom, a great picture, and there's a seipor dvarim. There's a, a relating of the matter with words and concepts, one word after another word. And as a preparation, we'll see what that means. So the first idea that the Major teaches us, before we get to anything to do with B'Tzal, which is going to be towards the end of this podcast, it's going to be a while till we get there. We'll come back to B'Tzal soon. But in the meantime, we're going to see some very interesting and deep ideas. The first idea the Major says is that there's a seeing, there's a, an all-encompassing vision that Hashem has. But he saw that there was a hashlacha, an ultimate result, there's going to be something that comes out of this creation. He saw that the people of Israel will receive the Torah. He wouldn't have conceptualized with the creation of the world. It's not for the fact that ultimately we would get to the Jewish people receiving the Torah. as the verse says, God saw and he spoke out. He, He brought things he brought things out. He he created the world through his speech through the through the ten not the ten commandments but the ten statements through which he created the world. Umaxivacharov. The Pasik says after that in Job, in Eof, it says God spoke to man and he said, This is the wisdom of man, the wisdom of man. I'm sorry, this is the fear of Hashem. The fear of Hashem is wisdom. In Adam so this is a reference to the fact that the Jewish people would receive the Torah. Generally speaking, when we have the word Adam, it's a reference to the people of Israel, the Jewish people. <speaking in Hebrew> you are my sheep, the sheep who I shepherd, Adam You are man. You are the pinnacle of humanity. The Jewish people is the pinnacle of humanity. So the Jewish people receive the wisdom, the fear of Hashem, which we'll see more about this fear of Hashem, and what this means. The fear of Hashem is wisdom. So in order for Hashem to create the world, so he has a big picture. The big picture is his vision for reality, his vision for creation. And the Torah is his expression, which through being received by the Jewish people, it manifests, it speaks out. It's the it's the seputvarum, it's the it's the resulting words that come out of the vision that Hashem has. That's why Hashem creates the world. Now we see a parallel concept. The Medrash is going to give us a few parallel concepts. Az-Rov HaYisab says the Medrash. Another parallel concept is that there was an original seeing, an original picture that hadn't yet been spoken out. It was just a picture. It was just wisdom. That was at Har Sinai, At Mount Sinai, we received the Ten Commandments. We received the basic blueprint without all of the details. Hechina baal maid and this is already touching on, and we're still not getting yet to B'tzalel. We're going to get to him. He's the one who has the Chachma and the Bina, like we said. He has the wisdom, he has the big picture, and he also has the means, the maven davar mitach davar, understanding one thing from another, the intuition, to bring about that wisdom, to, to have it come to full expression. Says the Medrash, it starts off at Sinai with a simple blueprint, series blueprint, of Ten Commandments. It manifests later in more detail with the Mishkun with the tabernacle. That's where the Jewish people interact with God. That's where we serve God. There was an even deeper level, an even more detailed uh, unfolding, I would say, of the Torah. In, in the fifth book of the Torah, which Moshe Rabbein revealed, even other further mitzvahs that hadn't yet been revealed in the first four books of the Torah, there's an unfolding there's an unfolding of the Torah that comes out there's a I would call it the DNA of the Torah the the contracted compacted wisdom of the Torah which is given at Sinai it unfolds and it further unfolds okay so there's again Chachmah is that great picture that wisdom and then there's the unfolding of the wisdom which is Bina now the message teaches us some amazing things that parallel again parallel this concept Another explanation here. We need to learn from the way that Hashem teaches us. The way that Hashem, so to speak, prepares a shear. God is giving over a shear. He's giving over a lecture to the Jewish people. Right? How does he do it? How does he communicate his will to us? How does he teach us the Torah? So, we need to learn from the way that he teaches, how we should teach, when we are teaching. Person should not say, look, I know the material well. I'm gonna just come out and say, I'm just gonna let it flow. Rabbi Acha says, we learn from Hashem. What do we learn? important idea. And it's, of course, the Torah describes this, right? So, and on a simple level, it doesn't make any sense because the Kodesh Baruch Hu does not need to review what he's teaching four times, right? But if the Torah is telling us this concept, it says, uh, Right? It says four different languages. He saw the Torah, he speaks it out, he prepares it, he researches it. Why does it say these four languages? Because it's teaching us that, akkadishpoch, who's the master teacher. And God, as it were, when He teaches, He wants to give us an example of how we should teach. Hashem goes over it four times between Himself. Meaning, He goes over it by Himself, as it were, four times. And then the verse says after that, He speaks it over to men. Speaks it over to the human being. So that means that there's a, there's a, understanding of it, right? The person, what what, what, what are we talking about here? We're talking about somebody who understands the material. But he has not yet, he has not yet spoken it out. And I've had this experience where I've had a sheer, I've been giving some kind of lecture, and I felt like I was prepared, but then I spoke it out before actually speaking out in front of the audience. And I got it much clearer because I spoke it out for myself much is telling us you have like three levels here right that's what we also saw when it came to Sinai oil moed arvis moyav there's three levels there's knowing the concept there's the big picture then there's the repetition of it going over it and the oil moed means right think about what is the the tent of meeting It's the oil moed the the tabernacle it's a place that moshe hears hashem speak it's like a it's like a private conversation and then at Arvis moav it's Moshe Rabbeinu speaking over, he is revealing it to the entire Jewish people. right? So we have the three levels of teaching, and really it's the three levels of the manifestation of God's will, of God's law in the world. We learn something, we understand it conceptually, we review it, and then we give it over to others. Right, when Hashem teaches it to Moshe, first he says, he says to to Moshe Rabbein all of these matters, and then he says, say this to the people of Israel. So there's there's a review, there's an a, an essential review that's necessary in order for me to understand a concept, in order for me to give it over. I need to conceptualize, repeat. Get the, get the way of speaking clear, and then say it to my audience. I'm Rehobo'an Rebbe Kiva. The Medrash tells us a story. Rebbe Kiva one time he came in front of Rabbi Kiva, he came to his synagogue, he came to his shul, his yeshiva. Rebbe Kiva said to Rabbi Kiva, and he said to him, stand up and read the Torah, get, take an aliyah, so he said, look, I, I haven't gone over it. I haven't reviewed it. I don't, I don't feel comfortable to get an Aliyah when I haven't gone over the verses. The sages praised him because he didn't want to give a she'er or he didn't want to speak publicly when he had not yet reviewed the subject matter. He didn't want to read from the Torah without having reviewed it. This is something that was praiseworthy. We, we learn this out from this very verse in Eif, which is also an expression of what's happening in our parsha with B'Tsal, which we'll soon see. You need to see, you need to conceptualize, you need to speak it out, and then you can give it over. I'm now, Ribbahashia tells us another parallel concept, which is very much related. Knowing wisdom is not enough, says Rabbi Shaya. To know something conceptually, to know something intellectually, to have a knowledge of ideas, of spiritual ideas is not enough. Just knowing information is just not going to make a person into a great person. What is the ingredient that makes a person great it's yiraschet, it's fear of sin, it's the importance, the sense of achrayus of, of commitment to the Torah, not just as an intellectual pursuit, but as a way of life. That is what that is what determines whether a person really has Torah. Without that, without the yiraschet, without the sense of responsibility, a person does not have Torah. He has nothing at all. all right. So you again, you have concept. The concept of the Torah? And you have the way that it expresses itself. The way that it the way that it's told over, so to speak, the way that it's expressed, it's manifest through my actions. It has to be manifest through my actions. I have to feel a commitment to the Torah. And it has to manifest through my actions. Kol Nagar Shimbiyade, and as a mushroom, think about it. Let's say you have a master craftsman, a master carpenter. Shinvioda ergolya, shaloi. If he doesn't have his saw, a carpenter without his saw, he's a great carpenter. He has the skill. He has the knowledge. He knows what to do with the saw. But he doesn't have a saw in his hand. He doesn't have, his knowledge is worthless. He doesn't have his, he can't, he can't make any, he can't make any closets. He can't make any tables. He can't make any chairs. He can't make any stenders. Right? The manifestation of the Torah, the way that the Torah comes to expression in the world, the way that it's spoken out, the way that it manifests, is through Yerashchid, is through fear of sin, is through commitment, responsibility. When I learn something, it's not just words on a page, it's not just beautiful intellectual concepts, it has to have an impact on my life. It has to change who I am. It has to change the way that I interact with the world. Whoever knows the Torah, he knows spiritual concepts, but he does not act in the way of the Torah. It would have been better that he not come into the world at all, but rather that he he'd be miscarried. That's why the verse says, So the next verse in Eov, it says, it is the fear of heaven. That is wisdom. Turning away from evil is, is Bina. Let's see how this applies as well. Rabbi Eichanel is saying, Yeres Hashem is wisdom. Right it has to manifest in, in turning away from evil it has to manifest in in a fear of heaven that's the manifestation of the wisdom just having wisdom is not enough to gain reward in order to gain reward you have to have my you have to have good deeds what is the reward? Torah. it's the Torah itself right good begets good mitzvah gerer is mitzvah when we do one when we do a mitzvah when we do a mitzvah we get opportunities for more mitzvahs because we internalize we develop we become intuitively connected to that which the Torah says through our actions you can't compare learning something which is just a concept which is, you're just learning it conceptually. So it's something that you learn and you actualize, you do it. It's, it's in a diamond, you can't compare it. Says the measure, finally, here's where we finally get back to If you turn away from evil. If you are not just an intellectual Jew, if you are not just someone who is interested in the spiritual, intellectual delights of the Torah, but rather you are somebody who allows the Torah to change you, to change your life, to change your actions, to be someone who actually takes action based on the words of the Torah, you are going to have children who are mevinim a who have, since you have attached the Torah to your essence, to your heart, your intuitive understanding, your children, you will have children who will understand the Torah. Why? Because they'll see it in action. They'll see it in action and they will merit Torah. Be'eich it says the Where do we learn this from, from Yocheven and Miriam. We learn this from Yocheven and Miriam. The verse tells us, Shifra and Puah were the Mialdais, they were the midwives in Egypt, who... Pharaoh pa- had said, Pharaoh had said to them to kill the children, they didn't f- to kill the Jewish children, they feared heaven they feared Hashem meaning, they had an intellectual understanding of what the Torah is, and they brought it into action what was the result? the reward for fear of heaven, which means the reward for taking action based for, for being committed to the Torah because of our intellectual understanding taking action allowing that to express itself and manifest itself in our lives the, the reward for that is Torah the reward for that is that the manifestation of God's will comes into the world Yocheved <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking> feared God Yocheved allowed the Jewish children to come into the world she didn't prevent their lives She didn't stop their lives. She allowed a manifestation of Jewish people, of the Israelites in Egypt. As a result, her child was Moshe. Somebody who who would understand intellectually the the concepts of the Torah and lead the Jewish people in that manifestation of godliness in the world. Yocheved did this great thing. She defied the orders of Paro. She had a child named Moshe, who merited to write the Torah. The Torah is called by his name. Remember the Torah of Moshe, my servant. The Torah was commanded to us by Moshe. It was Moshe, it's Hashem who gave it to us. Moshe is the one who managed, helped us manifest, taught it to us, spoke it out to us, taught it to us in the sermon, Moev. Miriam, who is the daughter of Yocheved, who was the Pua of Shifraim Pua? She was the one who also provided an opportunity for Jewish children to be born. What was, what was her reward? Since she turned away from evil, she allowed the truth to manifest in her life. She was, she had a commitment. She felt a responsibility. Her great grandchild was B'Tzal, V'zach le'chachma le'bina. B'Tzal was somebody who would manifest the service of Hashem in the world through the Mishkan, through his Chachmah, through his wisdom and his bina, through his maven d'var through his creation of a place where the Jewish people would serve Hashem, would be able to interact with God, would be able to do Hashem's will. V'zach See, I've called in the name of B'Tzal. It's interesting, it keeps using the word B'Shame, right? It uses the name of Moshe. It's called on his name. The Torah is called on his name. B'Tzal is called by his name. And in the deeper sources, Shemoi. The word Shemoi, which means his name, is the same gematria as the word Mekor, which means the root, the the source. It's also the same gematria as the word Ratzon, which means desire. A person who allows the wisdom to manifest, connects to, to the name or the essence of who he is, which is really the essence of who we all are, which is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's will, which is the root and the source of everything. His name, God's name, is called upon this person. Verse says about that he was that he was a manifestation. He was a place where God filled. God filled a human being can we imagine what those words mean God filled him that means that there was a manifestation of Hashem's will in this person but Saul was someone who was zayche. he merited to bring into the world a place where where the Jewish people and God would meet where they would further not just hear conceptually what it means to serve Hashem but, but they would feel an acharais feel a, a, a responsibility towards that connection they would have an opportunity to serve Him through the carbonus, an opportunity to atone for the sins that they've done. That sense of iraschet, that's the fear of heaven, the fear of sin. So what do we have from all of this? We have that, how do we get, how do we get to a manifestation of Hashem's will in the world? How do we get to being filled, like Vitzalah was filled, with godly light, with, with the spirit of Hashem, how do we get to that? We get to that first through intellectual wisdom. First by understanding what is it that Hashem expects from us? What is it that the Torah wants from us? What is it that Moshe communicated to the Jewish people? And then it's a sense of responsibility. It's a sense of Yurashit. Yurashit means fear of sin. I don't want to do anything wrong. I want to be able to do God's will. I want to make sure I'm doing things right. How does God's will manifest in my life? How can I fulfill Hashem's will? How can I come close to Hashem? How can I create a sanctuary for God in my very world? How can I create a sanctuary for Hashem in my home, in my family, in all of my daily interactions with people? How can I use every opportunity? How can I use my talents? How can I use my business? How can I use, excuse me, everything that I experience as a vehicle for godliness in the world? That is a question that we need to ask ourselves, and that is what this measure is teaching us. I'd like to bless you and ask you to bless me, Hashem should help us, that indeed we should be able to have this intellectual understanding. We should be able to apply this intellectual understanding through the great carpenter's saw, through the year through the fear of heaven, through the fear of sin, through the respect and the responsibility, we should all have that sense of responsibility and commitment. Hashem should be mezakas, give us the merit to be an expression and a vessel and a tabernacle for His Spirit to rest inside of this world. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.